Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and teaching. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 2. Welcome to Destiny Encounter Moment with Bishop Patrick Morgan. This broadcast is brought to you by Destiny Temple of Adonai International Ministries, where we are committed to impacting our generation with the standards of Christ and influencing them to fulfill their full potential and destiny in Christ. Be inspired as you listen to the unadulterated Word of God. Now, today's message. This morning I want to be sharing with you in the next few minutes the habits of a strong Christian. The habits of a strong Christian. All the things we are doing is supposed to culminate in you being a strong Christian. Give me an amen. All the things. When you get born again, at the end of your walk with God, we expect you to be what? A strong Christian. Not for you to be a pastor. Not for you to be a preacher. Because there are pastors who are weak. There are preachers who are weak. You are to be a strong Christian. Not for you to be a bishop. There are bishops who are weak. The aim of God is for us to be what? Strong Christians. And when we say somebody is strong, their habits, their behaviors, their attitudes, that when you see the person, you can trace it in the person's life. So as you look at these things, you find out your level of what? Strength. You're going to mark yourself over seven. Hallelujah. Some places give yourself quarter. Give half. Don't just give one. Evaluate yourself, word. Well, you know, once in a while I preach messages which are what self-evaluation. So today we will evaluate ourselves. Hallelujah. Some places give yourself zero and go to work. Some places give quarter. And remember, quarter plus quarter is what half. Plus another quarter is three quarter. You have not still gotten one. So be mindful of your mass. If you are not sure of your calculation, write it down. After service, Bishop will grace you well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, ask somebody, are you a strong Christian? And try to get an answer. Solicit an answer. I'm pretty sure you will get majority saying we are strong Christians. Did you get somebody by saying strong? But because of where we are going, they try to downgrade themselves so that at least they can help themselves up. You don't know where we are going. We will get there soon. Please ask Adelab, are you a strong Christian? And you can also ask the pulpit if you like. I will answer you. Hallelujah. Now, what you do daily will determine what you have in this life. Adia wuye da da no esire niya ede eya wachefa ewa abrabu. You will always reap anywhere you sow. So when you look at your life, you will see that in your Christian life, you'll be reaping 
where you have been what? Sowing. So question, what have you been sowing? Sowing is an act. What have you been doing? How have you been behaving? What is your Christian behavioral practice like? Galatians 6 verse 8. He said, for he does to his flesh. Shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he does show it to the spirit. Shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So our life is a function of seed, time, harvest. Today we no more have to be talking about I've been a Christian for 20 years. How strong are you as a believer? Because normally we say, I have been in church for 50 years, for 20 years. But you are not a strong believer because there are some things which are missing in one's Christian life. Longevity is not maturity. You can be long, but it doesn't mean you are matured. Maturity is a function of process. There are some things when they stay long and they don't go through proper processing, they rot. When you rot, you become a burden and a headache to God's kingdom agenda. But it shall not be your story. I said it shall not be your story. Number one, who is a strong Christian? What makes a strong Christian? Strong Christians feed their spirit. They feed their spirit. They don't feed the flesh. They feed their spirit. Bible says God created man in his image and after his likeness in John 4, 24, the Bible says God is a spirit. So man is a spirit. To be like God is to feed your spirit. Strong Christians don't feed the flesh. They feed their spirit. Matthew 4, verse 4. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by Abolo alone. Man shall not live by Abitia alone. Man shall not live by Akwele alone. But man shall live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. They feed their spirit. When was the last time you fed your spirit? They feed. To be a strong Christian is to feed your spirit. And the food of your spirit is the word of God. Say amen to me. If you don't eat the word and spend time in the word, you will be a Christian who has been in church for long, but you are a weak Christian. That is why you can easily get offended. 
That is why everything is an issue. Because when you are weak in spirit, you are weak in life. What governs life is a spiritual. As it is in heaven, the spirit, so let it be on earth. If your spirit man is solid and strong, it will affect how you live. You are easily unmoved. Today, the believer is easily moved. Everything is a problem because the spirit is not strong. The flesh is strong. Emotions are strong. What I think, what I feel, what I want is stronger than what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. We cannot just live on food for our body. We need food for our spirits too. Every day, just as you feed the flesh, you should feed the spirit. Every day, you should have enough time to feed the spirit. Just as you make time in the morning to take breakfast. And when you have not taken breakfast, you know you have not taken. When you have not read your Bible, you should know you have not read your Bible. Come on, give me a response. You can be a pastor and pretend you read your Bible. It's a lie. There are a lot of assumptions in the church. It's a lie. That a pastor reads his Bible. It is not always true. A leader reads his, It is not always true. It is a Christian that reads his Bible. Question, are you a Christian? And what kind of Christian are you? Weak or strong? To be a strong Christian, you've got to feed your spirit. And the food of your spirit is the word of God. If you are not feeding your spirit, you are a weak Christian. That's why anything they say, the Bible says, you frown your face. And the Bible says, this is wrong. They say, I don't agree. When did you start disagreeing with God? To disagree with the Bible is to start disagree with the one who created you. To get angry at the word of God and turn your back at the word of God and consider it as nothing is to consider God as what? Nothing. A strong Christian feeds his spirit. Ask two people, have you fed your spirit today? Or you thought you were coming to church? You have to feed your spirit every day just as you eat breakfast, lunch, and supper. When people have not eaten, you see the way they are shaking. Call a meeting and people have not eaten. I've not eaten. I've not eaten. They, they, they didn't tell us that we will have a meeting and I've not eaten. And the way I'm shaking. But when for months you have not eaten a word, can't you see you are shaking the spirit? Receive grace to climb the ladder of becoming a strong Christian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God must become a priority in our life. If we are going to become strong, the word of God must become what? There are young men who go to the gym consciously because they want to build muscles. It is a priority. But the word of God must become what? A priority. It must be first and foremost. Somebody say, I make a decision. 
to prioritize the word of God in the name of Jesus. Number two. So grade yourself. If you read it once in a long while, you can determine why you are weak. Why you really get offended. Why you cannot be committed to church and be consistent in church. It's because the word is not the one guiding you. You are the one guiding yourself. I feel this is the way it should be. When they tell this is what the word of God says, they say, I don't agree. And because of that, I'll do what I feel like God doing. The fact that you don't agree does not mean God's word is wrong. Hallelujah. We are living in a generation where everybody wants God's word to change. God's standards to change. To agree with their standard. Tell them, it's not happening, no. Don't deceive yourself. God's standard will never change. We are to change to meet his standard. And that is how to be a strong Christian. Number two. Grade yourself. Grade yourself. By the notes you have written, put at the edge, quarter. If you know you didn't get quarter, do one eight. Because quarter is higher than one eight. Can do one sixteen. Can do one thirty-two. Grade yourself. You got to be sincere. If you are going to correct yourself, be sincere. Hallelujah. Number two, strong Christians build their faith. If you're going to be a strong Christian, you got to build your faith. We walk by faith as Christians, not by sight or feelings. So you got to build your faith. You are not born with faith. The Bible says, faith cometh. So there are things you do for faith to come. If you don't do it, you don't have faith. And it is in the midst of challenges, uh, you know whether you are faith or you are the flesh. Faith is not something which happens overnight. It comes. I don't know where it is. I don't know where your own is. I don't know where it is staying. I don't know the journey faith has been on and whether it has arrived. Faith cometh. And it cometh by hearing, not reading. Hearing. It means you pick your Bible to read, read it to your hearing. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing not by what your mother said. Not what your father said. Not what your uncle said. By hearing by what the word of God says. Strong Christians, they build their faith. How well have you been focused building your faith? There are many Christians who are just religious. They go to a church. They participate in worship. Listen to some word. Get out of the church. They have finished their religious rituals and they go back to their life. That is not Christianity. Strong Christians make time to build their faith. The other day, I asked a young boy, he's in children's service, I don't know the age. Mary. Where's Mary? He's not here. How old is your son? 
How is it, Rashid? How is Rashid with the Baby, not say a grandma. Rashid with the with ten years, and Rashid is reading Bible now. He came to my office. I said, "Have you read it?" He said, "I don't have a Bible." I said, "I'll buy you a Bible." So I bought him a full Bible. So now, when he comes to church, he himself climbs upstairs, knocks my door, and enters. Come and greet me. Then he keeps thanking me for giving him Bible. He has been thanking him for three weeks. And today, when he came, I said, "What did you read?" He said, "Job two fifteen. I said, "Read it for me." When I read Job 2.15, I said, what did you learn? He couldn't tell me what he learned. I said, it's too big. Start reading from gospel, Matthew. So I put the Bible marker in Matthew. I said, start reading from what? Matthew. At least he's carrying his Bible. He didn't forget it in the house. Children's service. Lift your Bible here. Uh -huh, it's okay. No, you see what you are doing as a believer? We take too many things for granted. Next week, I will instead your Bible. Those inquire, lift your Bible. So your Bible is here, you are reading the church Bible. Take your Bible and read the mark inside. Lift your Bible, quiet, lift your Bible. Because I told you to come to church with your word, your Bible. And I was serious about it. You don't have a Bible. You, 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 the birthday girl. Is somebody hearing me? See, take, we are here to challenge you to grow your Christian life. You don't do a church a favor. You do yourself a favor. Grow your faith. That's why I see a believer in challenger and listen to their language. It's not faith. Even my bread. Christians don't say my bread. They that endure to the end. They say. Tell three people you must grow your faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith is your responsibility. It is not my responsibility to grow your faith. It is your responsibility. It is mine to grow my faith. So I can believe God with you for things. Uh, but you got to grow your faith uh, and be responsible uh, to believe God for things. That is why when things are not working in people's life, they blame a pastor. Because they don't know that their faith is their responsibility. It is not mine. So you say, my faith is my responsibility. The only one who can guarantee that you are enjoying strong faith is yourself. I cannot guarantee it. You are the one to guarantee because life has issues. Life has challenges. And you need the shield of faith to withstand the walls of the enemy. Your faith must be alive and well. That regardless of the angle, the enemy throws his fairy data. You can lift the shield of faith and quench it and block it. It is your responsibility. God has given you and I the tools. You need to develop a strong faith. The kind of faith that will move mountains. That will shut the mouth of lions. God has given you and I the tools. God will develop it. The kind of faith that will stop witches and wizards. 
the kind of faith that will make you stop dressing in tatters to go to your village. And then you think they, they will think that you have money, so they will kill you. So when you're going to your village, nice dress, they put asasra in your bag. When you get to the village, you dress like a mad person to enter the village. So they realize that you have not moved on. So that they leave your matter alone. But when you're faith, you enjoy the blessing of God. I prophesy grace to build strong faith. The today believer, everything running to a pastor, everything complaining, everything moody, everything attitude becomes negative. It is because your faith may not be strong. But God has given you all the tools. The word of God. You are in a Bible teaching church. Hallelujah. You are in a church that we do prayer founded on scripture, not holo holo. So you are in an atmosphere where your faith can grow. But the responsibility is with you. Come on, give me a proper response. God has given you the tools that will turn your weakness to strength. And that can put a whole army to flight. All the things you saw or you see happening in scripture, God has given you that up tool to build your faith uh, to deliver the same dimension. When you have time and read the hall of faith, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, and you see what happened. Uh, the women that were buried still give birth. You, you are not buried. You are crying. It is because of a lack of what? Faith. You can't believe God. You can't say, the Bible says, Sarah, that, Hannah, that. You can't say it. Even if you say it, it is not in you. You have not built it. Hallelujah. When you are sick, you have not built it. Uh, the man shall be sick. You have not built it. That my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And sickness cannot dwell. You have not built it. When they say it to you, it is too much. Because you have not built it. This year, be responsible to build your faith. I said, be responsible to build your faith. Feeding your faith is the seed. Hearing it again and again is how you water it. And then the seed will grow and you are building faith. So one, when you hear the word, you are sowing the seed. Hearing it over and over and over. That's just a faith coming by 1017. Give me 1017 of Romans. Faith coming by hearing present continuous. Faith, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing. Give me another translation, please. Please, very fast. So faith comes by hearing what is told. And what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ. Where is the message that came from the lips of Christ? Your Bible. 
So until you begin to listen to what the Bible says, you are not building your faith. And it is hearing. It's something that you keep doing and doing. The Bible says you know where it is coming from. From the arena of faith. Hallelujah. And it is the faith we have that gives us the victory. Not the shouting. Anybody can shout. So when you see this, in the name it's a shout of victory founded on faith. This is he that overcometh the world even our faith. So faith makes you an overcomer. It means when things comes against you, it will take your faith in God to go over. And then you are always under the thing. And you sit on us. But it shall not be your story this year. I said it shall not be your story this year. Receive grace to build your faith. Receive grace to sit. Receive the word. Hear the word. Keep hearing the word. Read the Bible. And read it over and over to yourself. You are not doing somebody a favor when you read your Bible. You are helping your own self to build faith. Sometimes when you tell people read your Bible, they feel you are worrying them. No. The best gift that I can give to you is no money. When I give you money, you spend it and it is gone. But when I help you build your faith in God, it will bring you money. It will bring you everything you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, in the name of Jesus, I commit by the special grace of God to build my faith this year. So question. What have you been hearing? All the things you hear with us in con- is not coming from the word of God. It's useless. You are wasting your time. I might say don't hear. I read books. I read all manner of things. But they must build my faith. I like things which are Bible based. Christian base. All these soap operas, they don't build faith. It's a waste of time. They, they have not built anybody's faith. They have not driven out demons before. You can't shout, in the name of soap opera, out! Can't you see you make time to watch it? But don't make time to read your Bible. If you can watch soap opera one hour, two hours, can you make time to read your Bible one hour, two hours? you see how drastic a change will be in your life and the manifestations of your life. Say, I receive grace. Because these are decisions you have to make to change. If you don't make that decision, nobody can make it for you. I would have time for this when it is a spare time. Not my main time. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. 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 What are your friends telling you? Is it building faith or destroying your faith? Guard the precious word. 
that you sow in your heart by refusing to consume anything contrary. Now, when you receive God's word and you also start receiving things which are contrary to the word, they begin to fight against the word. Look at Apostle Paul. I'm sure Romans chapter 7. He said, the good I want to do, I do not. But the evil I don't want to do, that is what I do. He said, there's a war. Sometimes we create too much war in our life. The word is there. Too many other things are there. So when we are talking to you about faith, you tell, let's face reality. But let's face reality. I'm talking about what the creator of our life is saying. And you are telling me that I should face what? You're a joker. You're not serious. At that time, I walk away and leave you. The reality is that around Elijah and Elisha and Gehazi, they were an encampment of soldiers. That's the reality. But the reality of God's word is that more they that are with us than them that are against us. So I'm not looking at what you are showing me in the flesh. I'm looking at what the word of God says. I, I, I listened to a testimony of a man. I've forgotten a woman's name. It's a Nigerian woman. And she was saying, she was sick. She was hospitalized. And was supposed to fly back to Nigeria. And the doctor said, you can't fly at 35,000 feet. You would die. Then the husband said, you will not die. I don't know whether any of you have watched. The husband said, you will. See, when we are praising the hiring of face, it is contrary to what you are telling us. The husband said, she will not die. They bought a ticket, they entered the plane. They started. At the point the woman was meditating, I will not arrive. Now, as long as the mind is on what the doctor said, she was getting ready to die. The husband took the mind off, put some cartoon, cartoon, cartoon. They were sitting in first class. So he plugged in some cartoon. He started watching the cartoon. She was laughing through before she realized she was in Nigeria. Faith fixes your mind uh, and your heart on what God can do. Uh, and what people are saying uh, makes you look like a miserable failure. So when I am talking to you, I'm talking faith. You can talk your reality and I'll leave you like that. And I move away. It doesn't mean I don't care. You may say something, I say, it is well. You either believe it or not. Because it is well is a conclusion of scripture. It's a summary of the, that say the Lord. It is well. Because when God steps in, it is well. If you say it shall be well, it is present. Present means that is your experience. You got to build your faith this year. I said, you got to do what? Build your faith this year. Stop playing entertainment. Stop wasting time on things that doesn't profit. And build your faith. And don't leave here and say, Bishop said, I shouldn't watch him. I've not said that. I said, don't let it be your preoccupation. And take all your time. Open the scriptures and read. The devil knows how to deceive us. To waste precious hours and time. Building on things that has no profit and value. If you watch, there's something about life. When you start building your life, 
and we have not seen challenges before, you think life goes that way. Sometimes life doesn't go that way. If life is going very well for you, there could be somebody around your life who is serving as a buffer. When you say the parable of the two builders, all were about building faith. To build faith is not a joke. It's not about removing sand and laying foundation. You have to dig deep. It's effort. And get to the rock and lay your foundation where? On the rock. He said after they have finished building, it is always after. When you think that you are a Christian, when you think you are strong, the wind blew. And the storms came. The Bible says, when? It's always a matter of time. So in life, we prepare in readiness for an eventuality. That's why we build our faith. We build our faith so we'll have strength to withstand the devil, the walls of the enemy in evil times. When you're not prepared and evil days come, Hey, what's the name Where has Brad Job? What helped Brad Job is that his faith was solid. To lose everything in life, it takes a lot of faith to still wake up and bath and dress. And say, Yeshirao, takes faith. All those crying, 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 crying. Go and build your faith. Come on, give me an amen. Don't be quiet on me. I said, go and do what? Build your faith and your season of trying will pass and manifestations will pursue your life. Build it. Sit down. Take your Bible. Read. Sit down in the night. Open your Bible. Read. And build your faith. Hallelujah. When you build your faith by hearing the word on a daily basis, truth will come. Faith will come. And then victory will come. And you build your faith, truth will come. Faith will come. What is truth will come. Now you know that this is truth. That you are not what you are going through. And until you know you are not what you are going through, you remain in it for a long time. You are not what the doctor said. When truth comes, you disagree with that devil. They said in our family, this is the way it happens. When truth comes, they say, it is not me. When you build your faith, truth will come. Faith will then come. Then victory will come. If you don't know the reason why you have been praying and you don't get results, you have been praying not based on what? Faith. But when truth comes and you stand on truth, faith will come. And once faith is there, you receive it. May you receive things this year. I said, may you receive things this year. May you receive things this year in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. That's question number two. Great yourself. How strong is your faith? How well have you been building your faith? Grade yourself. 1 over 64, 164, 132, 116, 18, 
quarter, half, one, two. Grade yourself. Be sincere so that we can live here not to go and do the normal things. We can live here to do something else. Grade yourself. Hallelujah. Number three. Strong Christians speak the word. They speak the word. Proverbs 18 verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It means that in your life, be careful what you are saying. You will have it. Death on your lips is death in your life. Pain on your lips is pain in your life. Defeat on your lips is defeat in your life. Everything you are seeing in your life, you said it. I can't take it. I can't take it. Meanwhile, you are too strong. You can take it. The day you made up your mind, I can take it, you started taking it. What have you been saying? Death or life? Hello? You are what you speak. We are I don't know why I'm married. I say, media, media, will you just shut up? You are what you speak. No man is coming. Who told you? You are the one driving them away with what you say. This sickness will kill me, oh. It is staying there. Media been sent a men fata and the down. Media me new up here. I walk alone. More are they that are with us than them that are against us. You know, anytime you feel somebody don't like you, your behavior matches it. You start misbehaving to confirm that they don't like you. And then they will start dealing with your misbehavior. They say, ah, but I said they don't like me. But when you think they like you, you will behave as a delight of a person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What have you been saying? Please ask five people for me. Bishop says, what have you been saying? In this time of prayer, in this year, what have you been saying into the year? What have you been saying? Oh, five. Make sure it's five. It's grace. If you got four after service, get the last one. In Mark 11, verse 23, it says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, come on, say whosoever, if it's your own Bible, underline whosoever. It's very instructive. If it's a phone Bible, use your pen to highlight your script. 
Whosoever. It means faith is not a respecter of persons. Once you build your faith, it will deliver for you. It is not a bishop has faith, a pastor has faith. No, whosoever. The one who will take time and build your faith and speak the word. Once it is God's word you are speaking, it will deliver for you. The reason why many don't speak the word is that they have not built the word. They have not built faith. And once you have not built faith, when you are challenged, you have to speak. You speak what you are going through instead of speaking what the word of God says. You can see a father who said the sick, shouts to the wife, cow, 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 they're covering. They're covering. They're covering. They're covering. They're covering. Why don't you say, Mundi Kaimeba? Father, I raise that power and that spirit, and I rebuke the hand of the enemy off my child's life. I go to a Kaimeba. Why you have not built faith. You have not learned to speak the word of God. This year you will speak God's word. Though. I said you will speak God's word. Hallelujah. You will speak God's word. I told you yesterday there was one young lady who used to be in church. He traveled outside and then he, he sends me a voice note saying, uh, uh, Papa, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to Voices. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what And when she sent me the voice note, I read and I laughed. That time I was dead. And I was dead. But there was no problem. And when I woke up, he said, I should finish sleeping so I can answer. Because earlier she called me. I was sleeping. I had the phone, but I didn't wake up. I'm sleeping. When I wake up, there was no emergency. Something she can attend to it in the morning. When I woke up, I didn't call back. I just sent her a message. Keep your mind focused on the word of God. And I pick my Bible quickly, pick 1126, 26, 3 of Isaiah. Thou would keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. See, sometimes you feel, I don't know what is wrong with me. And my when you have a oh, gee, what for your sabo book, age way, what for your sabo book? That's the time one of the young ladies was talking to me, you have a degree. You just got a degree. Why are you not concentrating on your achievements? At 30, you have a degree. What are you looking for? Because sometimes you are comparing yourself to another. Compare yourself to the word of the living God. Compare yourself to what God has said to you. Compare yourself to your purpose. Why is this I'm going to marry and I'm not married? Are you that one? Our assignments are different. Our purposes are different. If I have to sit in my life and do what people do, 
Why are you stressing that? You stressing that? I won't serve anybody here. I am living in my purpose, enjoying my time and my season, and relishing in the grace of God, waiting for manifestations of divine seasons. Hallelujah. Anything God did in you before your life, it is all things are passed away. It is my own which is latest. It's my own you are talking about. It is my own which is a surprise to you. It is my own you are celebrating. The black of his own come. If you don't say yes, sir, that is it. It is settled. It is. Hallelujah. So it is the way your brain functions. What worries people doesn't worry me. What breaks people down doesn't break me down. Because I am a son of purpose. I am on God's mind, on God's timetable, and I am relevant for now. You are worried. When you look at yourself, you don't have 5,000 in your bank account. So you are miserable. So the day somebody gives you 5,000, you'll be very happy. And the day you take five cities from the 5,000, you are sad again because it has dropped. So what makes you happy is the happiness around your life. But I don't work in happiness. I work in the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And joy is founded on the word of God. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. It is who you are. It is what you have. It is what is built inside of you. So who said, whoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Heart is the arena of faith. When you have built faith, when you speak with your mouth the word of God, then your heart authenticates it. Faith is of the heart. For with the heart, a man believed unto righteousness. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. And with the mouth, confession is made unto sozo, salvation. So faith must be there. Then the word is released. Manifestations will follow. If you don't go through this flow, forget it. Anybody can be speaking the word. But it must be coming from a source. Make time for your Christian life. Make time. Make time. Make time. Make time for your Christian life. Strong Christians speak the word. And only the word over their lives. And the lives of those around them. Husband, speak the word over your wife. When they raise a complaint, speak the word. Speak the word. Yeah, we can't teach me. Oh, 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 you say we're teaching me because you don't have a solution. Speak the word. Speak the word. A person comes with a challenge and a complaint, coming down with the word. So that I understand. The Bible says. And you see the coming effect of God's word. Oh, teaching. And some of us, the way we do it, even when you do it, 
then you change gear, then you change position, then you sleep well. But you heard what the person said. That you sleep to snob. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Over every situation. Over your loved ones. Over your friends. If, if a church man comes to you with an issue, speak the word. If you don't have anything, speak the word. Hallelujah. Regardless of what the issue is, whether it is between life and death, speak the word. To get to a place where you speak the word over every situation, work on mastering the first two habits I have taught you. What is habit one? Look at your notes, look at your notes. What is habit one? What? 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 Feed your... Number two. Build your faith. When you master these two, you will always speak the word. If you have not fed your spirit and you have not built your faith, the natural man will behave naturally. Feed your spirit. Build your faith. Then the third habit will come naturally. Sometimes regardless of what people say to you, before you realize it is well. It is well. So sometimes when I'm talking to my mercy, before I finish talking, you say, it is well, and I laugh. Because that would be my natural response. It is well. The woman's child was dead. She has seen the child die. They say, is everything well? It is well. What am I talking about? I'm talking about habits. So these are habits we have to cultivate. It's a behavior. They may not be with you. It did not be your habit. But as a believer and as your pastor, I'm sure it is a habit you cultivate. If you want to be a strong Christian. I said God is not looking for big bishops. He's looking for strong Christians. The devil is not confused with title. You see, the devil is not even worried about evangelism. Because he knows that when we bring the souls in, we don't establish them. <laughs> Listen well, oh. Uh, we have to go for so way, so way, so way. So way without teaching and grinding, useless. So it didn't say you go and win souls and let bishop establish them. He said you go and preach the gospel. And when you preach the gospel and they are saved, you do what? Teach them. But you see, when you are not growing in your work with God, you don't have the tools to teach anybody. So you see positive. Are you getting what I'm saying? So sometimes the devil is not worried 
about the church going on evangelism. I might say evangelism is bad. No. But the eventual end of that soul, grounded and rooted in faith. And it's a function of teaching and discipleship. And discipleship doesn't happen overnight. You didn't grow the day your mother gave birth to you. They make time for you. Sleepless nights. Think when you're discipling one person, it's a joke. It's not easy. They give you sleepless nights. They urinate. When they finish urinating, they also start crying. How will you urinate and cry and disturb everybody? And you have to wake up, change their analysis and nappy. Change their pampers. After changing the pamper, before you hear, brr, 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 the poor, you have to change it. You can't beat it. What is wrong with you? You endure it because you think you have given birth to what? A child. But when somebody is born again, you don't know how to handle newborn babies in the Lord. We don't understand the process. You can't tell them as newborn babies, they tell the sincere book of the word, 2 2 of 2 Peter, that you may grow thereby. You can't tell them. You can't look at them in the face and tell them, not forsaking assembling of herself together as the manner of psalmist. But you, we can entertain. I was so to me, because I don't know who ye. So we disciple them. Say now you have to go for house fellowship at five o'clock. So you can cook at four. You are discipling. You are teaching the person now. You are you are restructuring the person's thinking. And he said, and he said, and he said, and you took it like that. You are not a discipler. You are not a discipler. Start raising your children. Let them go to school. You know the things they hear in school? All manner of negative words. And they come home. And they come. Da. Then they use the F word on you. You see your child now insulting. Because you saw a child insulting somebody. Picked it, brought it home. And they say, oh, Sia Kasa. Wait till Bishop comes home. And Bishop says, come. Then he insults me. Say, ah, you hear yeah, Bishop? Or you hear one correct, you know? You didn't disciple. So you see, discipleship is deliberate, it's intentional, and it is purposeful. purposeful. It has an intended end. The Lord help us. So cultivate the first two habits. One, by putting God's word in your heart on a daily basis. Speaking his word will become easy. And will naturally flow from you as a reaction to any situation. When God's word is there. Am, am, I, am I saying something to somebody? I'm deciding to go to basis to explain something. Some of you have got to grow. Because you see, you, you joined a church, you went through maybe discipleship, but you never took your Christian life serious. So you're not hanging in. You know how to say the anointing, the presence of God. There was a move. And they look at it and say, wow. It's a serious Christian. He's not one. He has learned a language. Knowing the language of a people does not mean that you speak Spanish does not mean you are from Spain. You have learned the language. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you do this daily, naturally, when any situation happens, you just speak the word of God. You just speak. When the devil tempted Jesus, he answered back with a word only. Matthew 4, verse 4. You read from verse 1 all the way to verse 11. You read in Luke chapter 4 also. The whole, from verse 1 down, you see it. Hallelujah. When you come under the assault of the devil, what do you see? I saw in the corner. Is that not what you see? Yes, so for now. But how much investment of God's word have you done into your life? When you have time, you read. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. Hallelujah. In Mark chapter 11, when Jesus came across a fig tree and it was not fruitful, he didn't encourage it, pamper it. He cursed it. It means if you look into your life and around your life and anything that is unfruitful, you curse it with a word. But when you don't have the word, you will not know what to say. And say, Miss Sorry, let me tell me, Ka, 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 Gaganga, Ka, 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 Gaganga, Ka, 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 Minimsa, Dopen, Nessa, woman, look at what you are saying with your mouth. He said, You shall lay hands on the seeker. So you take your hand, put it, I rebuke it out. When it is not there, it will not come out. For it to be there, you must invest. These things are not automatic. Beginning now, work on yourself. God uses words to call those things which be not. As though they were. We also need to do the same. Use the word of God to call the things which are not in your life. And you see them happening in your life. No matter what you are faced with. Speak healing. Speak blessing. Speak abundance. Speak forgiveness. Speak peace. Speak the word again. And again. And again. And again. And you see your life becoming fruitfully, abundant what God has ordained your life to be. Regardless of what, never speak what you are going through. I'll continue next week. Never ever speak what you are going through. Confess God's word in faith and it will change your life. Confess the word of God Wake up in the morning. In this season of prayer and fasting, wake up. That's an opportunity to spend time in the Word. Wake up a great while before day. Don't tell me you have to go to work early. If you have to go to work early, wake up earlier. 
Spend some one hour in the word of God. Spend some minutes praying and get yourself ready. And throughout the day be speaking God's word. You see how God's word will create things and change your life. If you want the Bible in Genesis, in the beginning, we create. We create by word speaking. That's why you see us all this time speaking, speaking, speaking. The beginning is for creation. When you stand there here, you create things. And we create by word speaking. By speaking. God created by word speaking. So when we say pray and fasting, we are coming to pray. We are just creating things in the year. We are speaking things into the year. And when God said, he saw. When you say, you will see. The Lord bless you, rise on your feet. Oh, I see you clapping for yourself because you are going to become a strong Christian. Hallelujah. Now look at somebody and said, how far? Three over three. Two over three. Quarter over three. Tell the person, regardless of the grade you mark yourself, it is well. Tell, tell yourself the race is not to the swift. See, others are taking the lead. But now that I know what Bishop has taught me, I will not only catch up. One of these days, they will see signs and wonders following my life. Your presence, if you send that over your life, just as I came, I don't want to leave your presence. Just as I came, say.